stop this shit. Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports Girl at Erina. This week we talk to the captain, uh, Nick Montgomery. We do a recap of our trivia night and the usual re- previews and reviews. I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Luke, Josh, Morrow and Fred. How are you guys? Good, how are you? Yeah. Good. As good, yeah. as, as, good yeah. as we can be after yeah. well, the weekend. I'm good. Fred, Fred's in the house. Hello. He doesn't have to message in his buddy questions this I week. St- I still <laughs> did anyway, just in case. Still did. Still came more prepared than what the three of us do. Yep. Besides no, two. sitting over I there. S- I spent Shh. all day at home writing questions. So I invited you in because you were at our trivia night. Yes. So we'll get to that a little bit short, uh, shortly, but... Um, yeah, you said you wanted to come in, so you're here. So I thought we'd invite. It pretty much is in. like an open door policy. If you want to come in, you can just let us know first. Just ask. And next week we're gonna have a Christmas party, and I think it's gonna be open door, isn't it? Anyone <laughs> and everyone. Why not? I open door or open bar. <laughs> no, I can't afford open, an open, an open bar. would be bloody nice. I don't know if we have permission for open door, but let's just do it anyway. <laughs> On the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> I don't know if this. Boardroom is made for partying. Oh, you must be fun at parties, Luke. Yeah, I know. As long as we clean up the rubbish afterwards. And there's a bin here now. Aaron's smiling like he knows what it is. It takes my brain a lot of thinking, a lot of time, and a lot of ticking for the cogs to get into gear. Mm. So what is it? No idea. Really? (laughs) It, isn't it like madness. my house? Yeah, I know. It's my yeah, it's madness. My house. Yeah. Yeah. Fred's got it. From oh. our house. Made famous from the young ones. Isn't it a... Is that a cover? While we're playing Fernando madness. Well done. Suffered a certain form of madness yes. on the weekend. Thank you. And Matt oh Simon as well. God. A bit of madness. Well, that was madness. Yes, true. Yeah, these two here. They got nothing. I feel like that's no. a long bow, but... It's not a long <laughs> If you've well. got anything from like the 2000s, I probably know it, not from the 80s. <laughs> it's just madness. Before you were born awesome. and when I was at high school, you mean? <laughs> I wasn't even, yeah, I wasn't even born in the 80s, mate. Do you um, know the song? I've heard it before, but I, I didn't know who it was by. I know, yeah, that's why I bank on Morrow getting them. My mum listens to 2GO, so I listen to some old stuff. We'll do something new again. I never, knew, I never know the artist, I sometimes know the song though. This okay. is why Aaron's here, to get all the old shit. Well, do you want to explain the story? <laughs> what, Brandon? What story? Brandon? Yeah, Brandon. Yeah, he's uh, he's a sparkling footballer when the ball's at his feet, isn't he's he? He's an absolute weapon. Yeah, and what he's a goal. And his goal, his goal was goal. superb. He's 110% for 90-plus minutes. Exactly, but um, that little bit where he uh, does he's a little got dance a... in front of the ball and then runs over the sideline and um, Ryan Grant um, taps him on the head and says, um, jump up, matey. And he's got a mad Wong haircut, doesn't but he? Lays down and. Uh, but was that yeah. something the worst died one? on top of his head? I think the headbutt, the head clash with Abini was better, in terms of theatrics. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was I like, because there was like a four second delay. It's just like, 
Oh yeah, you, I think that hurt. He, he like he like jumped yes, up. Yes, it hurt. To, he jumped and up to then, Bernie and then came back down and then like he's like I got rubbing his head and then he just flops down yeah. and starts crying. All like, of a oh sudden, my God, his mate. legs had really? no more support. Yeah. He's obviously been hanging out with Kilkenny a little bit, um, but this is another case of the FFA having no balls to punish anyone, and then this is what happens: players keep on doing it. Mm. If they had have done something to Kilkenny when he did that, what was it, three four weeks ago now? Um, yeah, I don't yeah. think you see Jade North or Brendan doing it. But um, there is a cultural issue, isn't there? So why have we got so many thespians? Then, then I, again, Jade North, Australian. And Kilkenny. Well, Australian. Yeah, Kilkenny my, yeah. my version of the cultural issue, though, is mm. if John Van Schip is going to stand there and say that's okay in the post-match, which is what he did. And oh, then, and then he re- blamed the refs for something. Uh, and I'm then make ironic. it the refs' responsibility mm. to weed out these um, deceitful attempts to influence decisions. I, I just can't bear that. I, obviously, the match review panel, as you, I guess, are saying, Boise can have a role in cleaning up those messes after they're made but if we've got coaches out there who are not managing their team or don't think it's their role to manage the players in that way interesting is that after in the post game talking about how it was or or at least sort of saying it was okay or not not, uh, seeing the negative of it anyway then he's come out in more recent uh, days and, and said he's had a word to the guy so Hopefully he's got a little bit to learn and uh, and he sort of settles that business down a bit because he's a wicked footballer. And that's the difference between the Melbourne City response and the Brisbane Raw response, where yeah, straight is. away Aloisi was on it, um, whether you like the guy or not, and then they released a statement the next day. Or I think they that, that's a cultural thing. That's an Australian thing. If yeah. you do, if you stuff up, you apologise for it. Whereas yeah. maybe it wasn't the same with Van Skip and Brandon and Kilkenny. Which is where, yeah, I, which yeah, is where the cultural thing gets sort of thrown out the window a little bit. But but Melbourne it's, City, it's a cultural thing at Melbourne City, not necessarily to your nationality or anything yeah. like that. So, agree. That's yeah. a convoluted sort of subject, isn't it? It is. It's a little bit. All right. Well, that's the uh, second week in a row. I think we're talking about diving. So hopefully, mm. it's it, annoying. Stop doing yeah. that shit. Exactly. No the, more the, you know diving who's, on the ground. You know who's happy about diving? The refs, because the heat's off them for a couple of weeks. Everyone's talking about diving. That is very true, actually. <laughs> Because there was a few articles out sort of in a row about the refs and then all of a sudden, I think, it's the, the first page inside the sports section of the Daily Telegraph was had, about Simon. Yeah, about Matt Simon, about the... Um, I think One week banned for that. was a Dan thing as well. Got, got a week for that, which was broken about half an hour ago. The refs got up off pretty easy in that game, though, then, didn't they? Because uh, the Simon incident wasn't picked up. Bobbo's uh, made a tackle about waist height. Was that on Frenich? It was on Franich. Franich came off straight after that, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, it was nasty. It was yeah. straight it should have been rude. It was nasty, yeah. was it? Nasty. 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 That's was my best nasty. Muscadesque. It Good was. Boy. Okay, you don't have to hear his nasties anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he didn't do a somersault, so that was one thing. But we'll get into that when we get to the game, eh? A um, couple of bits of news. Former uh, CEO Bruce. Two. Two. Bruce. You back up now, Aaron. He's working for... <laughs> Stolder, that Stolder. is, just in case yeah, anyone... I don't like him. He's working for the Northern Stadler. Territory Football. Yeah. yeah, so they're going to go backwards. Well, who am I supposed to like, do, have a party for? Is he doing it? greenskeeping for them? Or? Groundskeeper? Groundskeeper Willie? I think he's um, I think he's toil- cleaning the toilets. He's certainly not the hairdresser. So, Maury, you've, no. got some, you've got some good stories about him. Yeah, you didn't want to tell this story, but you have to tell this story. Because well. it's hilarious. Nobody really wants to. Want to hear? An no, they do. Trust I me. I want to hear an I Aaron do. rant. I've heard this story before. 
Well, there was this bloke who um, was uh, going to be awarded the A-League Member of the Year. A.K.A. you. The first <laughs> and last. Possibly. I really don't know because it was all so he's shrouded he's such, in He's such mystery. a big fan that no one else could ever compare, so they just ended it after <laughs> a year. <laughs> Laughing at oneself's okay, isn't it? Anyway, so... It was so, a compliment. So I resisted. Uh, it, this was originally sold to me as can uh, you attend on behalf of our fans to an FFA function because uh, we don't want to have nobody um, attend from our fan base. So can you do this? And so uh, gullible. He picked you. Well, he picked me because as always I was being a loud mouth and involving myself in uh, various um, working parties about shirts and about members packaging and. You all were sorts trying of to win stuff. the volunteer of the year, weren't you? And it went way further than that. <laughs> He's trying to get a job. <laughs> I have nothing for that. <laughs> any of that. <laughs> but anyway, so so finally it uh, was brought to my attention by Bruce that uh, the reason that he wanted me to attend this uh, dinner was that there may be something important that that uh, I could fulfil there. So he. Has had said to me, look, Aaron, uh, let's. I'll call you tomorrow. Let's uh, go up to hire ourselves some black tie. It was a black tie function. It was the Johnny Warren Medal dinner at, in 2014. Um, so anyway, he we, we were going to go and get the suit, and uh, he was going to give me a lift down to the dinner, etc. Blah blah blah. Um, so so did he where was the dinner at? I sent. The, it was at uh, Rand, Royal Randwick in the ballroom, is it? Oh, okay, of yeah. course. So it was a pretty big function, and uh, the Johnny Warren medalist was was there and all that sort of thing, and it was all owners and CEOs and blah blah. I think I was the only fan there, which was a bit of a surprise when I walked in the door. But anyway, the the bit that you want me to talk about is that uh, I did send the text to to get to head up and uh, hire a suit with Bruce, which he he was uh, helping me with. Um, but he never responded for a series of days, so no suit. And uh, at the last minute, I finally hired a suit and myself at my own expense, which he f- uh, subsequently offered to pay me back, but I couldn't be bothered asking again for it. But anyway, so on the day of the lift, no contact, no lift, no nothing. And as <laughs> if that as if that wasn't enough, then come about uh, three o'clock that afternoon and uh, no disrespect intended to my mate Benny from uh, the Jets, even though he's at the Jets. But, Benny and the Jets. But, but, but next thing my phone at home rings and it's Benny and Benny says to me, um, Aaron, are you going down to this Johnny Warren medal dinner He tonight? was at the Mariners at the time. Though. He was at the Mariners as our comms manager before Tyson. And uh, so he, he rings me and says, are you going Are you going down there? Um, any chance I could get a lift with you? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I said to him, well, I guess that means Bruce Stalder's not giving me a lift. So my wife, thankfully, at the last minute, decided it was okay to come. We gave Benny a lift, had a great night, enjoyed hanging out with the players and the big knobs and all of that and <laughs> being a part of it. But um, funnily enough... When you say big knobs, do you mean not Reddy? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, would you believe Liam Reddy was one of the players that was at the dinner, along with Zach Anderson and Storm Roo. It's and, a different uh, big knob. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not touching that. But oh. um, <laughs> literally, but Mike Charlesworth was there. <laughs> Mike Charlesworth was there, moving right along, and uh, all of the, um, you know, the, the important people. Nothing like me. Was so, Bruce there? Did he end up going? Uh, no, Bruce didn't go. So, uh, <laughs> what? Amazing. <laughs> 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 he offered you and, a lift. And so the part doesn't go himself. I guess the bit that... Why uh, didn't he go? He was the CEO. I have no, I have no idea. You fun- should have posed funnily as enough, the CEO. After, maybe, maybe the surf was good that day. <laughs> funnily, funnily enough, after me... He, he, <laughs> He's rotting his mower. <laughs> after he uh, snobbed me on the suit, snobbed me on the lift, I, I didn't really seek to ask him why he didn't turn up. I can't believe he didn't oh go. Oh, my God. <laughs> All so, I've got to so say is... So we're really good mates now. 
All I've got to say is um, I hope Northern Territory football finds its way out of whatever <laughs> crap he will inevitably put them in because he's not good and he was a shit CEO and he's not <clears throat> uh, the best bloke ever. No one necessarily likes him. I'm a little bit concerned that he might be... Uh, it's a small job, probably an NT. He might be moonlighting in as, as an Uber driver. If you pick him <laughs> up as an Uber driver, he's not coming. That'd be classic. One of the... Uh, if people want to crap on Peter's story, that's all right, but that was one of the good things he did was get rid of Bruce. And update on the membership numbers. Uh, we're currently up to 6123. So the record is 6242. So we're getting up there. That's pretty close. Mm. That's more more than... I honestly thought we'd get 119 yeah. members to go to break the record. Did I calculate that correctly, anyone? Probably. I Numbers aren't my strong point. No, no, we can do that, me. surely. I failed U10 maths. We need know. to do that. We've got how long? It's the 5th or 13th of December, so we've got half a month to do it. Come on, people. Find 119 more people to be members. Find well, a friend. Christmas presents. Find a Christmas present. Find it. someone. Six for six k membership. Yeah. Yeah, actually, Uncle Lizard, that's a present for you. I'm buying you a membership. Just saying. Uncle Lizard. That's a mate. What? Is he literally Fisherman a lizard? Fisherman made of mine. Fisherman made of mine. Fishing always comes up on the pod. He's got a there tail. No, but he reckons. His nickname him, is Uncle Lizard. He calls himself Uncle Lizard um, because he doesn't like the fact that. So uh, lizard people are real. That I was called Captain Flathead. Just. Moving on. Okay, so the trivia night. This is a football podcast. Raised about Jesus, um, three fishing. grand. Um, had a great amount of positive feedback. Um, massive thank you to Sidelines, Central Coast Mariners, East Gosford Time Massage, and um, East Gosford Rams. They donated two hundred dollars to the cause as well. Um, a big thank you to Nugget for that. Apparently, he's the president down there. Um, mm-hmm. And Steph Artisevsky uh, brought the corporate box tickets. And uh, Michael Griffiths um, brought the championship jersey for a, a lot of money. What was Woo-hoo! it? Five hundred. Five hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. So that was absolute warfare. Bravo. When the uh, champion, when the championship so like show I was, was watching, going, I was watching a uh, an, a house auction. Not yeah, a jersey it kept going auction. up and up and up and up. It and literally up went from up. fifty bucks to four hundred in like yeah yeah a minute. Yeah. yeah, Glenn did a very good job of. Yeah, uh, yeah I thank you to that. Glenn as well. Kudos course, to Glenn, yeah. a very good host. <clears throat> Yeah, and he all did it. He did it for free as well. So that's so. good. Shout out to Troy. Did you say Troy from Sidelines? I said Sidelines. Yeah, so yeah. Troy is a legend. Troy, legend. Twenty so. percent uh, off all the food and the bar and stuff like that. Um, the money from the hats. They were selling hats as well. That yeah, went to money charity. from the hats. All the, all that uh, all went to charity. So amazing yeah. contribution. Great night. Mm. What was the final number? About three grand. That's awesome. So five hundred ninety dollars well just from people well showing up. Um. Yeah. I'll go for 500 for the jersey. So give, give us your thoughts on it. and then I had a fantastic night. I you were the one-man army, weren't you? I was the one-man army. Um, no, it was it was great. You know, it was just everyone seemed to be having a lot of fun. Everyone was on board, and I think that was the most important part. It was yep. obviously very well organised. Uh, you know, sidelines have done this obviously a couple of times before. So, mm-hmm. you know, they had it down pat. You know, the videos, the slides, you know, counting the numbers was quick and... It was just, yeah. Obviously, the food was fantastic, as it always is. Absolutely. Sidelines food is so good. Mm. And I, I and heard... It sucks um, when you're on a diet. I overheard one guy pay an extra $30 on top of his bill to go straight into the charity as well. So, plenty of... Uh, Shout out to him. He's generosity a, on show. I wish I had got that guy. He's a Mariners fan, I apologize. Big Mariners fan? I think so. Yeah. I think he... 
Yeah, I saw his name on Facebook. Can't remember what his name is, but shout out to him. Yeah, and one final shout out as well to Jimmy, who um, had yeah, the idea for absolutely. the original night and um, did a lot of the organising and well stuff. Done. So Thank you. Most well done to Jimmy. Nice work. And does a lot of the hard work on the podcast as well. Um, so yep. about 2-8, actually. Hashtag all of it. it. comes down to it. So about, <laughs> <laughs> about 2-8 to 3-3, uh, to I think. we Somewhere in there. It's awesome. And I think uh, a certificate is going to go up on the wall. Yeah. Um, Beyond Blue are going to send um, Troy a certificate. Uh, it's going to have our name and sidelines on it. It's going to go up in sidelines. So, yeah, that'll be good. That's cool. Mm, uh, we're good. doing it again next year as well. So... Try and make it a yearly thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So where did you end up, Fred, on the leaderboard? Uh, sixth. Sixth? Out of well, 13. That's pretty good, f- but when you're sixth. by yourself. Well, I had some help. He no, did. you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> lots and lots of help. <laughs> the first round I got let down by Morrow, but... Uh, <laughs> everybody's let down by Morrow. We always get let down by him, so... Yeah. Right. Oh, um, what, what was the um, previous World Cup trophy called? Oh, this I was the one that it. not many would have got. I can't remember. But it was the Uruguayan guy from the 30s, was it not? He's French. French. Oh, yeah, he is too. Yeah, yeah. He created the first World Cup in Uruguay. He was the third FIFA president. No, I'm lost. This was literally us the whole night. It was night. literally like <laughs> Stunned last silence. Wednesday, l- like l- less than a week ago. I can't ago. remember what I did this morning. <laughs> Tell me, what is it? Plus, it's a hard name. It's one of those French Jules. names. Jules Rimay Verne uh, Rimay oh But God. there was a lot of people there that knew a lot of football Yeah That was yeah. impressive There was a couple of tables that really knew Was it F F FU's FU's yeah I think they were from Gosford Rams there Are you sure it wasn't Black Trivia that won? I think it was Black Trivia Some of the quiz names Some of the quiz names were outstanding you want a little bit of info about the leaderboard? We yeah, had yeah, yeah. the we had Black Trivia on 61 points take out the cup, followed by the FUs on 54.5. In third oh, place, right, we had got... Table 22, which yeah. was, uh, don't talk was about that, 50.5. <laughs> um, then we had Rammies United, which I think might have been the East Gossy first grade boys sitting over near the door on 48 points. Yeah. Bling FC, no idea, 46 points. Not Offside uh, on 41.5. Uh, something Amigo Hack Amigos Hack Amigos oh, on 37.5 Just Mel and it was Just Mel on 36 <laughs> and you um, you didn't help East Lamb FC 35.5 One Man name. Army 35 that's Fred, Fred Corona something on 34.5 along with Gunners on 34.5 and last of all was number 8 winning a prize on 16.5 points oh, that must have been they got ready. Yeah. They we got need the, to talk about that yeah. so last place got a wooden spoon with blue and yellow streamers wrapped around it which was borrowed from the club uh, and you can do the honour of uh, saying what the booby tries was because you organised it. They won a pink jersey from one of last year's goalkeepers and that goalkeeper was Liam Reddy. <laughs> so I don't know if um, that jersey's been burnt yet or not. It's but, probably um, being used to clean a barbecue or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a car rag. Toilet paper. Every, everyone needs a car rag. Toilet paper. Uh, show, show your body more respect. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on to reviews. Uh, first game, Sydney at home against Melbourne City. One all. Crap game, let's be honest. The, uh, the, the only interesting thing was the stuff that was happening b- between Simon and Brandon. Uh, what was his name? Oh, 
had Jacobson. a mind Jacobson yeah. and the Brandan incident. And Bobo should have been off. Yeah. As we discussed before. Brandan's goal was a cracker. No doubt. It was more of it was felt it was like an excellent goal. Felt like more of a pub fight than mm. a football game. So annoying. If there were stools, mm. there'd be there'd be stools cracked over heads. Turned it on I thinking sh- we were going to have think- a high quality game with high quality players. And I think I think Sydney got, Sydney got very lucky. I don't think that was a penalty. I think Simon needs to pull his head in. Do you think do you think the Bobo penalty was a penalty? I don't think no. it was. No, that was a dive. It was, was absolutely hardly dive. touched. It was it was hardly slight a shirt tug and he's gone straight down and somehow the referee's given it. I can't think who it was the previous week though that had a similarly small shirt tug that was also awarded a penalty, so it seemed consistent mm. to me. It's, it seems my like, main gripe yeah. was that Bobo probably should have been sent off about two minutes before that penalty. Um, he should have been because uh, when you make waist high tackles and you collect the man, then generally that'll equate to a, a red card, not a referee shrugging his shoulders and looking at the linesman. So don't know what happened there, but Bobo was very lucky. Not Did you see that. who else got a yellow card? Who? Kale. Unbelievable! Late. How dare they? I know it's not the FFA's plan. That guy's not. That ref ain't getting a game for a that, while. That referee has just yeah. been let out to pasture. It's it is yeah. very annoying though because you get two teams f- full of two quality. Oh, and brilliant! I got some more as than, well. More than two, but um, full of quality players, and then sort of they serve up a game that's not real great, and the everything. So it was on Friday. Yeah, it was a that's dour it, game. The Friday curse. Everything that's <laughs> come out curse. of the game has been about the Brendan theatrics and the Maddie Simon thing. So, but it wasn't just that. The game was full of it. It was just like a bunch of children in the schoolyard fighting mm. over. I don't know what they were fighting over. Seagulls and chips or something. Lunch that money. That's that's what that's what AFL but is, it, isn't it? Most seagulls of the game, fighting over a chip. Most of the game there was niggle. It wasn't just Simon and Jacobson, by the way. It was earlier. It was Jacobson and Bobo um, in a similar manner, except that Bobo didn't cheap shot him. So um, yeah, really. He's he's so not worthy of being called a marquee. Bobo? I reckon he's been disappointing. Mm. He doesn't really seem that interested. No, we keep no. saying it every week. I feel like we he's say it been every walking. Week. Yeah, just mm. every very time I've seen him, he's just walking around, and then there's this small burst of activity, and then launches it over the crossbar. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, and there was so much quality that we should have been expecting them to be really concentrating on football, and uh, you know, for the cracking goal that uh, Brandan scored, then. Then, then I guess we were, but after that he was, you know, knocked down by an uncontrolled feather, and uh, then <laughs> after that, feather. <laughs> Josh Berlante got what he deserved. Bobo should have got a um, red card, but got a yellow. Matt Simon went the cheap shot. You know, it was on all over the place. Uh, there was, I was hoping for a football match in there somewhere, but um, just really never sort of eventuated. There was not much of the soccer going on. Thankfully, we've got an MRP to clean up the mess afterwards. Um, Matt Simon. Yeah, when have they been any good? Well, half the mess. Well, the, the amazing part is that if you see the offence that Bobo um, committed with the tackle, then you can't give that a yellow card. How can you give that a yellow card? But because the ref does give him a yellow card... Yeah, you can't no do anything MRP. about it. Yeah. Mm. I'm, more, I'm more talking about the Brandan thing. but Yeah. Because they didn't punish Kilkenny, because they didn't punish Jade North, when are they going to start bloody... I, I just think Ryan Grant's got the strongest right hand in the world for him to <laughs> rack like that. And Iron fingers. Yeah. He's, uh... Yeah. So what about the dive? Like, they won't do anything about that, will they? Because the, the oh, media haven't beaten anything up about no. it. Oh, I think his coach has given him a bit of a lecture, hasn't he? And other than that, then... Uh, the Bobo dive. Oh, we're talking about the Bobo dive. Yeah, the Bobo yeah. dive, yeah. That was a pen, based on last week and other weeks. Oh, Sorry. Looking at it from a ref point of view. Yeah. Exactly. 
He grabs his jersey. This oh, it was the half a second, the slightest touch. That don't do it. Yeah, I guess. Oh, I don't like yeah. you. Right. <laughs> Again? First game on Saturday, um, unfortunately. Move on. Okay, the second game on Saturday. <laughs> Who played in that? So, we lost 3-0. And... Yeah. It was Canberra-esque. Yeah. Except that it was, for me, it was it was uh, more than Canberra. We've lost, a, com- was it, we've lost a combined 5-0 yeah. to, to Wellington. I'm not very happy with that. Yeah, was it a Canberra-esque or was it worse? It was worse. No, it was worse. Opinion. It was worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, we, it felt like we just... Uh, from minute we didn't, one, we didn't commentators create, were talking we about intensity and we nothing. didn't have any of it. We didn't create anything until about the 70... We didn't have a shot on target yeah. until Trent, Trent came on in like the 78th minute. Yeah, yeah. Red somewhere we had six shots, only two on target. We had sixty odd percent of the possession. Blake Powell put a shot that like went out of the stadium. <laughs> Did so Roy actually touch the ball? I oh, know Roy got zero service all game. Oh, but oh, that's kind of consistent yeah. all season. We can't yeah. blame him at all. I really you do know, feel there's for no one to give him the service except yeah. for on the flanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and really do feel for him because he's already clearly frustrated, frustrated as it is, and I'm worried that if it keeps going this way that he'll want to leave mm. yeah that that's what concerns me, me and he's out of contract mm. so come january if is he this his sees last season under contract yeah i think so so yeah. if he sees come january that there's no reinforcements on the way um i don't know where his head's gonna be at i think we're in trouble if he leaves we're in a lot of trouble well, yeah because then we need even more reinforcements mm. right, Mario, you, you, got so. that, you got that page there mate <coughs> people out of contract Oh, people out of contract, yes, yeah, yeah. so I have got that page there. Let's, let's get into that. Where are my scrolls? Because there is a lot. Here they are. Here's a list of the, the players that are uh, out of contract at the end of 2016-17. That's Jakey Adelson, although he's currently injured and out of the squad. So perhaps there's some a small, a very small amount I, of space I, I there. think he might be let go, do you think? Yeah. Let's go one by one, and then we'll talk about each one. Quabina Apia Kubi. Did, I think did you see the montage that someone made of I him? I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had, like, had, had like four touches and two of them came off I the back of his three. head. Yeah. yeah. Um, Quibin is a weird one. I'd, he looked he looked good in preseason. I'd necessarily I was skeptical about him when we did sign him. He looked just he looked all right in preseason. Um, Hasn't well, got we, a game. we played the Knicks yeah. in in um, at Knox. At Knox. 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 And he, at Knox. He, he was quite good. He came that on. Game. He came on for Fabio against the Jets in Tamworth and looked very good. Um, works very hard defensively, works hard going forward, and then he has the ball, and then, then he loses it. I and think that's, it's, it's just because Payne and, and Ferreira and yeah. Trent are in front of him at the yeah. moment. And the unfortunate reality is is that when he has had his chances, uh, he hasn't probably taken them. It's um, hard to impact a game getting five minutes at the end of a game, though. Yeah. Exactly. He's possibly the kind of player, though, that Paul will like in his squad because he likes young players that he can have an impact on and he's develop the definition himself. of a squatty, I think. So I think he's I think he's raw, but he's too raw. Yeah, for what I we tend need to think for, that for what too. we need at this stage mm. in our development, he's too raw. I, I tend to agree. Um, happy to move on to Josh Bingham. Bingham is another tough one. Scored on the weekend for youth. Um, has I think he has he made one appearance for the senior team? I'm not sure. Off the bench, Paolo rates him because he's not been getting a game. He I, has I think made he's made appearance. one appearance off the bench. Yeah, swear to be play away mm. last. I think he was in that game. Um, no, Newcastle. It, didn't he, he came on for the Perth game, didn't he? 
the win for the win. Yeah, I think it, oh, I th- towards I, the I, end. I think it was. Yeah, yeah it was. Right, he yeah, definitely yeah, come on against yeah. the Jets too, so maybe it's twice. Mm. Yeah. So, but but he's in he's in a tough position at the moment. He really needs to show Paul something pretty soon, doesn't he? Because the you know the end of season is going to approach pretty quickly once we get past Christmas. And mm. uh, at the moment, you wouldn't um, be penciling him into the first. Yeah, I can't team. believe it's ten weeks in already. It's gone fast. Yeah, I've you know I've watched Bingers as have a couple of us for probably two years now, mm. a good mm. two years since youth. Um, and then he's played in the NPL and then back to youth and then he had uh, more chances last season um, where he did score a few goals um, but did he score last season? yeah he scored against Victory, Victory. away oh that's right um, there might have been another, maybe another one or two tap I like his too height crazy. though because we don't have too many yeah. tall people yeah. in our squad yeah, I, I agree with that yeah. I think that that's where he might be underutilised when I first yeah. saw him I thought he was just like a striker version of Anderson because Obviously, Roy needs to have the ball at his feet, yep. you know. So, I think we need to better our heading game. Bingers is Bingers is ace in the air and he's very physical as well, which I think is good. But I, I just can't see him staying. He does, though. As much as I love him. He represents a variation from the sort of Roy-Trent-type uh, striker model, though, mm. um, even from the Powell-type striker model. So for that reason, he might have a chance. He, so he is it someone you throw in the last 15 minutes and hit long term? Can be a target yeah, man. Yeah, target. Is he a target That's man or is he someone that you play to the head? I think he's a target man. Yeah, I think he, I think he can actually do both of those. He is good uh, on the headers from crosses, I think, yeah. and uh, he I think he can also hold the ball quite yeah. well. And in fact, in one of those roles last year, I can't put my finger on which game. Then I think he was given that role and performed it a lot better than I expected him to. So I think he can do that. So if if Palo's got a mind to to you know have some variation there from the get in behind type strikers like Trent and uh, uh, Roy, then uh, he, he just might have a shot. Uh, I've moved Trent from the top list of uh, players who a couple of weeks ago were off contract at the end of 16-17. Trent's re-signed, so he's not. Jacques Fati is the next one. Injured at the moment. Um, not sure well, about that Luke one. spoke to him the other day at the po- at the um, trivia night. Mm. He, was, was he, he was confident about coming back, wasn't he? He was, yeah, and he does seem very happy here. Um, but, you know, obviously that first game against Perth was a complete nightmare for him. Um Ever mm. since then, I thought it, when he's played, he's been okay. He's been okay, yeah. He hasn't um, been brilliant. Nothing, he's just been yeah, okay. He's just, nothing he's just been okay. okay. And, you know, I, we, you know, nobody knows exactly what these kind of players are on, but I dare say it's probably a fair bit. Mm. It could easily be 150, maybe close to 200 a season, and that's a lot of the cap. And when we don't spend the whole cap, that's a lot of money. The problem with Fatty is that we all know that it's a, it's a double deal with Tavares. So yeah. if this you want Tavares and you need Fatty, this is the thing they can't play together forever, surely. So because Tavares is one of the off contracts, isn't he? Yes, he's yeah. So let's up. throw those. Let's throw them both in the one thing. If I was in charge, I'd be getting rid of Fatty and keeping Tavares. But mm, I agree. If yeah. that, Tick. if I that, agree with that, but if it's no go, that's then what, what I mean. Would you do that's what I mean. If, if it's all or nothing, I think. If they both want to go, then we have an issue because I think. Tavares has been outstanding um, and we've obviously seen without him and Monty in the midfield that we are very poor um, as much as I love Rose Beza. 
I feel like, though, until we... Um, and I'm not having to go at Blake Powell here because I don't think he's a number 10, even though he's tried hard and uh, mm. done some of the um, positive things there. I feel like until we actually have a recognisable number 10 that it's a little bit unfair to um, look at a holding midfielder as the main way that we're going to get some cut, and I think that's what we think of uh, Tavares as. I think that's a must for January at number 10. Yeah, certainly it's uh, there's an opportunity there for a guest player if we mm. wanted to that do that. That isn't Garcia. Yeah. Someone that preferably that hasn't work. retired and then come back another two years later. Someone that isn't really old. Yeah. It's 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 problematic because Paul's attitude, I hope, will be that we won't hire anyone into the squad unless we're getting better than what we have now. Yeah. And that's never just a straight, easy thing in January. So Yeah. In terms of our strengths, our strengths are moving the ball quick across the back getting it up to the wings. Quick on the wing. And then getting it in. If we have a good number 10, that gives us two very strong strengths going forward. We've got the wings and we've got straight through the guts with a guy that can feed the ball to Rory to his feet, which I think is where he needs it. Because what Wellington that, did well that, against that us. That helps massively. They, they let us have possession and then as soon as they won it, they just tried to counter. Well, with our plan A is to use the wings. Yeah. And Wellington did well... Cutting that out in camera. That was, that was and their they tactic well, to yeah. cut out the wings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So as soon as they took, take away our play A, the, we don't have a plan B. Mm. There's and nothing this, we can switch around. And I think this is where you're going. This is where the number 10 comes into exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. So I think a number 10 is a must. So instead of playing out uh, through your, your right back and your left back to the, the mids on the, on the wingers, you play to your DM in the centre. He turns around and lays it off to either the DM next to him or lays it forward to the number 10 who can then lay it out to the winger, who would have got past their 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 um their winger, mm. get it back in, or you know put a, a put a through ball to um to Roy. Yeah, and this is where it becomes mm. important to keep Tavares because I think if we're going to go through the middle, he's so slick on the ball that he'll get he'll pick out that number ten every single time, provided that they're making the right runs, and I don't think Blake Powell's making the right runs at the moment, and I think that's where we don't have a plan B. And we and we probably don't have the confidence to shoot in that ball. I think that um, part of our game plan is probably to go wide to our um, uh, wing backs, and they are probably looking for the ten themselves rather than Monty or Tavares. Instinctively, they're looking for the ten. Exactly, because that yeah. seems to be the next move, and the ten would then look to go for the yeah. wing. Yep. But um, that misconnect is ending up being balls back into the centre to the likes of Monty and and Tavares, and while they're doing the best they can as holding midfielders to to you know, create some cut there and get the ball quickly forward. That's not the role that I think that we would want to try and employ. Yeah. And well, then if it doesn't go back to our centre backs, it goes up the wing. When um, I noticed at Sydney away, Bahaja was making that run up the uh, out wide. The ball wasn't coming to him, so he started cutting back into where that number ten would be, and then um, the fullbacks would hit it up the wing for Bahaja, and he's, he's gone, gone inside. inside to the number ten, mm. and so. And so I think it is important. It's a bit of miscommunication. That, that's, yeah. that's where it is. The link, the link between defence and attack is not there. And just for think. the few who have um, mentioned it... Uh, not that it was Trent's fault, by the, the way. The next on the list is Fabio Ferreira. And that's a very interesting one. I was going to say, we gave him real quick on that then. one. Tavares, yes. Fatih, probably not. But okay, then, well, I don't, they're, I don't, a pa- they're a package deal. I don't think he suits the playing style coming out from the back. <clears> I think he's too slow. I think he's too laxed. He's too... Like, he doesn't move the ball quick enough. That's, okay, but if you had to keep that. both of them, 
Would you keep both just for Tavares? No, I'm not wasting 150 grand on someone that you don't want. <laughs> that would be my contention too. You, you would have to suffer a pay cut and you may not uh, want yeah. to stay. Yeah. What would you do? I'm the same as Luke. I'd cut Fatih and keep Tavares, but we we know that that's the conundrum right there because they're a package deal. But are they really a package deal? Just because they're cousins. That yes. way. It this seems is what that I mean. Way. You know, they don't live together. That's, that's, how, not... they, that's how they felt. They fell out with Sydney. I think. Is yeah. That, well, maybe but one wanted to be. From one what I've heard, they are. They're a package deal. Yeah. 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 And at the end of the day, we can't. They're attached to we the can't. Hip. We can't have that. We I can't d- have. Then I'd ditch both. Yeah. And yeah. get mm. yeah. some up-and-coming guns <laughs> in the centre and <coughs> an attacking mid, and we work from there. Because yeah. I know that Ocon would have some 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 players in his mind that would suit yeah. the way he wants to play, because obviously on this list there's going to be some, some people that disappear. Mm. There's going to be one or two that we really like that are going to go to other teams that we don't like. Luskov. Yeah, Luskov. <laughs> yeah, there's that. I, I know you guys were massive fans. <laughs> um, and also, yeah. on the weekend, I think <clears throat> the main reason we missed um, Monty was his leadership skills. Mm. If mm-hmm. you look into that team now and on the on the weekend, and when, do you with see Storm, a leader? With Storm being captain and he was going off in the first half. So we really we didn't have our captain out there, so mm. no one... I, don't, I, w- I would say no one knew what they were doing, but there was, yeah, there was no leadership sort of quality out there. I, I like Storm, but I, I don't think he's captain material. Not just yet, when he's only, what, 23? No. What you want to see is a player who can read the game, knows what's going on, thinks, okay, they're cutting Alpha plan A, what's a plan B? We'll quickly get together, I'll tell these players to do that, and then like we Mon- can do it this. sounds like Monty, doesn't we'll it? Play through exactly. That. exactly. It's also when the chips are down, and Roy alluded to it in his uh, article, the article that the club released today, quoting him, where... Um, there wouldn't have been too many players out on that pitch who had experienced the possibility of making a comeback from two goals down in a um, away situation. So well, even just one goal down, it was one nil for a long time. And that's the benefit of having a Monty style of player is is they look to him going, "What do we do?" Mm. And he'll he'll have the yeah. well the relative an- the answer of saying, "Do this." Yeah, you know. As much as I love Rosie and Beza, they're too inexperienced and they're too they're still probably too worried about oh crap I've got to do this to the game plan I've got to do this I've got to do this they're not looking to enforce in sort of any action on anyone else and that's what I think we missed. and they're only little as well exactly they're not yeah. Monty is to be, to be he's a general is yeah, what he is he's a, bit, yeah. he's a beast you know he will run over people without hesitation yeah I don't see Rose or, or, or Barry doing that, yeah. you know? Yeah. I it's, think a lot and of it comes, having comes back to um, age. It comes back to age. Yeah. Barry and Rose being well, 19 yeah. and 20 and Monty being 35 mm. and but having 15 plus years experience. I think a lot That's of our true. players are struggling with coming to grips of the game that Paolo wants them to play, let alone and I think then the, dealing with everyone else's the A-League stand, well. The A-League style of play or the Australian football style of play is fast and maybe the pace of the game is something that players definitely have to get used to. Young yeah, players? Definitely. It's a massive step up from mm. playing MPL or youth or something like that. So, Next. I touched on Fabio Ferreira, and the reason I did was that uh, mm. so a few people had suggested that uh, he might be a potential 10, but uh, no. I, th- no. I thought no. against Western Sydney we tried that, and uh, I wasn't 
that thrilled about it, to be honest. He's a he's a one position player. He's a at he's the a moment winner. he's got his blinkers on. I he's got two left feet on, and he's trying to do the same trick over and over again. It's not working for mm. him. I like um, him. I yeah. think a lot of the fans like him from a fan perspective. Because he's the only real X factor cool. that we have, but he hasn't shown any of that this season. I think he's done, yeah. to be honest. And mm. the theory that he's a number 10, I think that one's no. broken. Yeah. I, I never thought it was a good idea, and, and uh, that was backed up. If you watch football way. close enough, you'll know that he's not a number 10, and is that he's a, no, that he's a winner. No, he wants the ball in front of him, facing his man, and stepping over the thing so he can go around his guy. He's mm. not a bloke who wants to grab the ball from the uh, wide uh, He's He's more backs. thinking about... How am I going to get past this man rather than how am I going to get this to my teammate? How am I going to stick to the game plan, which is what he doesn't do? And if you think back to when we have had a superb number 10, the the thing that was so Mm -hmm. noticeable under the Arnie model and the Rogic model was that every time we got the ball, Svani was smashing it straight to Rogic quick time and Rogic was quick enough to make the turn forward, bang, the ball goes forward. That happens at Terrigal under OH3 at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) does actually. We've experienced that firsthand. Pins it straight to one of their top guys. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, so yeah. still happening. So why do you think he started on the weekend? What Fab. Is, what has he done to earn that spot over Trent? I don't know. That's a funny one. You know, it's the first time uh, I, I was wasn't impressed by her intensity. I wasn't impressed in, by the in way. In my we opinion, the, the only plan. thing that Fabs has over Trent is experience. Yeah, but but to me, Paul made some really interesting decisions around selections, and th- that came as a bit of a shock to me. I mm. wouldn't have picked uh, Ivan to have started over Paul, is it? Yeah, nope. That was, that was yeah, that's something we haven't touched I wouldn't on have That picked, was a strange thing. I wouldn't have picked Scott Galloway to be moved to Storm's position and McNeil brought on for him as much is, as I'd Izzo, love to see Mickey hit form. Izzo put up a Instagram post saying that he was injured for the week. Okay, well, I, so, I suppose that... I had, heard he wasn't 100%. Yeah. So. Well, we that's had, fair enough. But it still doesn't Ryan explain the Peterson. Fabio one, which really confuses me me too we had ryan peterson on the bench and he performed well against the uh glory Perth in the first one. game of yep. the season mm-hmm. so why wasn't he a natural replacement for stormy i never understood that um i, I think we had an off game not just on the pitch maybe off it but too. off it as well and yep. I, I even think paul's performance at the press conference was not his finest one he had no one-liners for me to repeat, no. which, is, which is rare because you love his. Uh, I know exactly. I was disappointed because all he did was piss the fans off by telling them that uh, we were good. Yeah. Well, on Fabio, I think he's done. I think come January, if he asks to be released, he'll be released. If not, then he'll go at the end of the season. Mm. Matty Fletcher. Thanks for coming. Lovely needs, guy. Needs an injury to have a chance to show himself. Otherwise, yeah. trouble. But even then, last season when he played, I didn't really show that much. He was he was noticeably unfit though when he first got here. Mm. But there was a game where he replaced Mitch Austin, came on on the left wing, and made a superb left-footed curling cross that was so good that Roy simply side-footed volleyed it into the net, mm. and that we couldn't get that from the person he replaced. <laughs> yeah, the unfortunate thing is he who must not be named. He needs two injuries to get a chance. That's probably really, right because he needs. Pain to get injured, and then I dare say Trent's above him, obviously. Apia at this stage is above him, obviously, because he got on. Maybe Bingers. And so is Fabio and Bingers. Mm. (laughs) So he's that far down the pecking order, I don't think he's staying. No, it's difficult for him. Uh, Scott Galloway is off contract, but uh, given that the gaffer bought him here... He would would be resigned. Definitely stay. And I think he's worth that. Um, I hope he does. Paul Izzo. Definitely. Me I'd too. like to keep him. Oh, After this Izzo, season, Izzo yes. will be if he wants yet. to stay, that's a different story. 
Yeah, I hope he does want to stay. He's, so not, he's not happy with the fans. He doesn't. Well, he doesn't like our. He doesn't like us. He did tweet that. Uh, he sent a tweet this week that alluded to the fact that yeah. to, um, yeah. Yeah. to Danny Heffernan. Daniel Heffernan, yes. <laughs> and he um, subsequently deleted it, didn't he? Or did he? Yeah. I didn't notice. No, that. I saw it yesterday. I saw yeah. it. Oh, okay, yeah. but yeah. Um, I didn't even know he had Twitter. But I think fans. Uh, the, he's a 21-year-old. And he's a goalkeeper. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. he, he's he's got that much potential, and I think we've only really real for me. I've realised that in the first nine matches of this year, because at times he's been absolutely superb. He's um, made a couple of cracking saves, no doubt. And I'm glad yeah. that he's he made the the effort to to do better, to learn yeah, from his yeah. mistakes from last year, because we threw him under the bus last year. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, you know, he lacks some quality you know but i think he's grown from that and the some of the comments he's made recently that he's he's grown from the experience of last year and i think he's he's showing that he can be very very good definitely i think uh matt nash and paolo explained it perfectly when we spoke to them about him that like you said he was just thrown under the bus i didn't boo him yeah i just ironically cheered me either I'd, i'd never boo an individual at all well, apart, at, from uh, apart from Tim Cahill. At times, our defenders let him become target practice and, yeah. you know, give the kid a shot. I've just yeah. had a look at Izzo's tweet. It said, poor, would hate for that to happen to me, oh wait, re- alluding to fans booing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Three likes. Last year was last year. Our mate Phil. Yeah, I liked it. Mitch, I like Mitch, it? Mitchell Austin and Tommy Uzcock. Three likes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Is that Phil as in Phil Sattler? No, it's me. No, him. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I said our mate Phil. All right. I thought you were uh, I'm not your mate. Moving on to <laughs> Brad, right, then. moving on to Brad McDonald. Oh yeah, I don't think he'll. A stay really in. interesting one, Brad McDonald, because it for, it's been made to feel like he was just filling in a spot. It's as if no manager that has has uh, had him in the squad has wanted him in the team, and and in a way that's disappointing because he's never really had an opportunity to show anything. Yeah. I completely forgot about him. To he's be honest, well, it, sort of very Matthew Fletcher esque. In, yeah, terms of so where, in terms of his position in the squad, which is mm. a shame because I really like Bookie, but is he good enough? Is he competing enough to push whoever he's going to... Who who knows where he plays? Left back? Is it left, left back, back or a left... Um, left back, right back. He half. sort of goes in wherever there's a gap, really. And is he putting enough pressure on those people to take that spot? I don't think he is. But the, it's an interesting one, though, because there was a time, and I think it was the last game of the season, or close to the end of the season, against uh, Hart, as they were at the time. Phil Moss was the coach. McDonald got a run in this game because it meant nothing for some reason, and uh, he did a good job in that game, and we yeah. won the game from memory. It was at Blue Tongue. Well, it was Blue Tongue at the time, I think. Um, so yeah, that tiny um, opportunity to show himself, he didn't look too bad, but if, if he's a player that we can't even find a spot for um, to get on the bus or the plane, then yep. we need to think about whether or not that squad place is, is um, in the right place. Um, Nick Montgomery. Will he stay, obviously. Well, yes, thanks. He'll stay. Uh, he might, he might get, you reckon, two more years? I think. Well, I, I think so. I think it'll be one at this stage, one every season to, mm. and yeah. until he wants to hang it up. He'll be reassessing how those bumps and bruises he was talking about mm. in the interview um, are affecting him and how, how long his recovery is, I think. Yeah. The interview hasn't played yet. <laughs> Don't um, know what he's We haven't about. done an interview <coughs> with Monty, but we, anyway. we, we will do one. Wink, wink. You'll hear that, you'll hear that soon. Arr, arr. But it oh, was but always, sorry, just on the Monty thing, it was always the from the start of the season was, you know, the, the way we ended the, 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 the games and stuff like that was to get the the older players 
into the sheds so they can recover quicker. So mm. I think if we stick to that, I think he, there's 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 no reason why he couldn't stay for another couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah no doubt we'll, you know, uh, adjust his training accordingly. To and he said sure that, that he was one of the fittest at the club, and I definitely can see that because mm. he, he's, if you, you're still playing, what, 70 minutes almost every week at 35, you got, you're pretty fit. Well, you know, if Monty's not dominating his spot on the field, mm. that you're asking the question, what's going on? Is he got, is he 100%? Because that's, Monty's, I, he's just a machine. I, I know <laughs> that, like we, we all feel a lot better about our chance of a result when Monty's out there. Ivan Nasevsky? No. At this stage... No, I don't think... No. He, he, he impressed pre-season, but... He's, he's almost like yeah. Cabsy in that. Impressed pre-season, but well, in Qu- the Kosnick used season, to do that all the time. Mm. Kosnick used to have blinding pre-seasons and then just didn't perform. In the main season, that was well, a bit harsh. That's bit harsh Cosy, isn't it? <laughs> that, that no, you speak about Cosmodinia like that. Yeah, <laughs> you look at that Sydney game. That was a shocker. Yeah, oh. that that was his downfall. There was Worst the last ever. game. That was a shocker. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's tough. Mm. I, yeah, but I don't think he'll stay. I think we need. Um, we'll have to sign another keeper then. If he's well, like Pierce has been playing well in the youth. Pierce has been playing very well. Pierce is potentially a, a very reliable backup to his mm. own. And as a developer of youth, I could see Paolo deciding they're the two keepers. Yeah, and yeah. not to downplay Pierce, but it will come very cheap, which is which helps for us. Yeah, that's a fair call. Um, Mickey Nail. <sighs> no. Mm. <clears throat> nah. Going off this season, though. Going no. off this season, And my wife no. says not as well. No. Based yeah. on this season, then then I can't really say yes either. I love the kid, but um, it, and he has shown that he can do it at this he level. He was very good at youth level, but making the step up to A-League, he hasn't really impressed. Just before he was injured by our own keeper in Perth, I thought that was the best football that Mickey's played, and I thought he really was cutting the mustard, and he, genu- he was, was a genuine one? better prospect than Josh Rose at the time. This was... Another uh, shit thing Liam Reddy's done. Exactly, <laughs> So he, so Liam fell on him and busted a toe or something, or something like yep. that. And uh, Mickey, to be honest, I just can't see that he's been back in that form again. And if he can manage to find it before the end of the season, he's got a shot because he's young enough for Paolo to like him. But otherwise... Here's, here's a question for you all. Do you think we made a mistake in letting Josh Rose go? No. No. No, I think, think he so? wanted to go anyway. No. There's love no him. player I respect the, more. But love Rosie, no. There was but no. The old <laughs> yeah. guard, the old mm. regime. I think we've pursued with Mickey Neal for long enough now that this year was the year that he had to make the step up despite all of his injuries and stuff like that we've gone along with it long enough now and I sense um, he'll get some more chances so yeah. he's still got a shot but yeah. um, but Willie now with Scott Galloway well, providing Galloway stays fit because he has had a few little niggles. Well, if Galloway well, moves to the if Galloway moves to the right fullback position and Mickey comes on in the left, like happened on the weekend, which was unanticipated by me, then he was still going to get a shot, which yep. suggests that Paolo thinks he's got. Hopefully, hopefully Stormy's all right. Roy O'Donovan, yes, thanks. Please, yeah, I'll keep him. I yep. hope. Please, Roy, please stay. He's not going to listen, but please. Jacob Poscaliero. Yep, that's an interesting one. I think yes. Yes to his yes to his contribution to the team. Slight concern about the fact that he's not really during his time been able to get through more than about two or three games consecutively. I was about to say, do you reckon he's injury prone? He has been since he's been here. It doesn't mean that yeah. he always. But when is. he's fully fit, I reckon he's one of the better, better centre back options we have. Yep. I see him as one of our first choice yep. central yep. defenders. Absolutely. So, um, so he's a yeser. Um, Storm Rue, yes please. Mm. 
Um, and we touched on. We, I saw we've gone through like the all, like half the squad. At Seventeen. Least. We well, don't forget because so it's the TV deals coming up, so a lot of them are up for contracts. Seventeen are yeah. up for uh, contracts. Sorry, sixteen. So that's seven. Trent signed one. So that's sixteen out of what twenty players? Twenty-three. Twenty. Yeah. Uh, Twenty-three are in the squad. Most of the A League. This is the longest match review we've ever. done. I know, isn't it? Yeah. So this because well, we're still not, doing. It's not really a match review. It's, no, it's no, important. A squad we review. We sort of deviated. So I'll get through the others that aren't off contract. That's Harry Ascroft is eighteen. Jake McGing nineteen. Blake Powell, 20, Adam Berry, 21, Liam Rose, 22, and Connor Payne. So that's the 23 people in our squad. Um, six are recontracted longer than the end of season. 16 are, uh, sorry, seven are contracted uh, beyond the end. 16 are contra- uh, end contracts at the end of this season. So that means that where do we have space? Injury replacement. Injury replacement for a kid who has a, hasn't played a full game yet, as I recall. So salary-wise, there won't be much in that. So, yeah, so the way it works for anyone that's not aware is that insurance will cover whatever Adelson's wage is, which would not be much. It'll be the 70, minimum. Not enough to hire a player maybe that, the minimum. that can fill in for four weeks. If yeah. A player that fills in for four 80. weeks or yeah. a period of time has to be... Uh, Hit the ground running at yeah. this point. Otherwise. And there was there was spare cash left over from Josh Rose's um, room in the cap. Uh, but whether or not that's been spent to tie up Adam Berry or Trent, we're not sure. But So the only other place that our club could even consider hiring a player is in the guest marquee space. Mm. The Will the FFA place. give us money for that? I think for guest marquee, as a, as opposed to guest marquee for the season, and they're two separate things, um, I don't think that justification of the overall good of the league... Well, they uh, gave us some money for Garcia, didn't they? Or yeah. Westfield did. Yeah. Like yeah. five grand. It was nothing. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, if we want just to like to cover the, his wages? If yeah. we want to use the Cahill rule, then it, the player has to be... Deemed worthy. It has well, to be a season. Be a gun. Yeah. Season 2016-17 guest player. This is off the A League website. A club can spend an unlimited amount on one season 2016-17 guest player who must satisfy the prescribed marketability criteria as approved by FFA. The season 2016-17 guest player is not restricted to a maximum number of Hyundai A League matches. So that's the rule under which Cahill came and the rule was invented for him. Uh, the other guest player rule, though, is a club can spend an unlimited amount on one guest player who must satisfy the prescribed marketability criteria, so much for my bullshit before. As approved by FFA, a guest player is restricted to a maximum of 14 high-end A league Yeah, this okay. was the David Villa... So the catch yeah, there is approved by FFA. So therefore, yeah, both my, of them my theory be. that we yeah. can just <clears> get <throat> a guest player, no, we can't. Well, it goes back to being an independent league that... That conversation, doesn't it? Yeah. No, every, every, everything has to go through. Our market yeah. won't be big enough for that guest player. Mm. It'd, it'd have to be someone huge and arguably in their prime or just past it. It'd have to be someone huge for FFA to approve it. And the other thing is... And not Gerard. Yes. <laughs> the, the FFA won't pay for the 14-game one and I can't see Charlesworth paying for that either because the, a part of the club's whole philosophy is a guest marquee every three years... Well, we had one last season. So, going off that, we're not getting one for another two seasons. So Agreed. Agreed. It's, Which I can't leaves us with little space. Yeah. Or any space. I think in Very January, in January, it'll be players that aren't getting a chance that have asked to leave. Whether players will be forced out 
or not, I don't think they will. I think it'll be the end of the season. Well, can we really start forcing players out? We've not we've forced, but do you think we'll door. see some six-month contracts going to some MPL players? Maybe just yeah. to cover over until turn of the season. Well, that's how we got Poscaliero, wasn't it? He was from MPL. Possibly, but I I don't think so with Paolo. No, I think he'll persevere with the young players because that's how he yeah. coaches you best. We'll, we'll sign anyone from Manly. <laughs> no, let's not go there. <laughs> Any right. major squad changes will be at the end of the season. All right, we're done with we're done with this. You yeah. happy? Yeah. Game on the weekend was shit. Let's stop talking about it. Exactly. <laughs> major disappointment. All right, next game. Um, after hours, West Sydney at home against Victory. Victory winning that three nil. Barisha masterclass hat trick. He was on fire. Out of Wanderers control. again played pretty well. Uh, they went back to their old souls of not being able to take chances, and Victory took theirs. That was uh, the the key difference in that game was Wanderers didn't take their chances. Victory slash Barisha did three nil victory. That first goal was out of nothing. It was. Yeah. It was, and it was a. Redmayne sort of stuffed that up, didn't he? The way that he, he definitely saved it have, and put it straight back to Barisha. He needed to push it around for a corner. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty standard stop for a good keeper, and he completely stuffed it. Mm. Yeah, it was definitely. Oh, he was he was only playing because Tyson was out, obviously. Yeah. Wasn't it the perfect hat trick as well? Wasn't it left right head? Yep, I think so. Yeah, it was. It had everything. That last one was. I the thought last the, th- one. I thought the third goal. Was, of the third boot. goal was the best goal with the outside of the boot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very nice. In fact, it was a little bit shades of um, Fernando Brandan out, just cracking it mm. from the edge of the box and bit of outside of the boot in there, bit of swerving and yeah, love it. I've seen a few people say that Brisha was done. That, that's now, the be- that's the best game he's, he's Brisha's he's, played he's, in he's a long done. time. He's Mate, not done at all. Love him or hate him. Well, he's only what thirty. He's still got us, Plenty of us hate him. Love him or hate him. Mate, this guy is a goal scorer. I'd have him yeah. in my team any day. No, I would not. Yeah, you would. <laughs> I'd have his football, but he can shove his attitude. Um, Thirty-one. So Barisha's thirty-one, and he, he's st- he's still got a few years left in him. He's going to four years at least. Well, yeah. he's, and now he's Australian as well. So that's he, true. He can stay as long as he spot. wants. And well, so is he still the big a gypsy? The, the big news. <laughs> oh, he's dual. I think that he's Aussie gypsy. So he's yeah, half think, a gypsy. I think yeah. it defines oh, okay. him he's as got one. He's gypsy his way down here, hasn't he? <laughs> it's possible that he huh? breaks the A-League goal-scoring record in the derby. He needs. He needs, yeah. he needs to goals? score a double. One yeah. He's one. He's one behind Archie. He went past. I think Smeltz. Yeah. He's on 89, and Archie's top with 90. So if he scores one, he's equal. If he scores two, he's the record goal scorer. If he comes to our club, I'm going to fight him in the tunnel. Yeah, why not? No, in the car park. It'll fire him up. He would wreck In the car park. Yeah, he'll love it. That's all right. I'll bring me mates. You'll bite your ear off, I reckon. I'll bring me mates. (laughs) Bring your cousins. You don't have any mates. What mates? Me gypsy mates. (laughs) You gypsy mates. (laughs) All right, moving on. Last game on Saturday. Uh, Perth at home against the Jets. Jets winning for the first time since 2006. It's like 4,000 2005, days or something. 2005. Yeah, in, 2005. In the For A-League some reason, was we all three picked months old. <laughs> well, I no, think. Yeah. yeah it was. was it John Howe was Prime Minister last time? The, I, the iPhone hadn't been invented yet. Yeah. This game could not have gone any worse for us if it tried. I wish I could say that Newcastle weren't good for it, but they absolutely they dominate. I know, yeah. I wish I could say they didn't deserve the win, but they, they totally deserve to yeah, win. It could have been more. Mm. We were talking about it before. Stunning own goal. Oh, oh, absolutely. Cracking finish from Smelly Bum. 
<laughs> Outstanding. Smell, smelly, smell, smelly, smelly anus. Outstanding smelly anus. Smelly anus. Uh, <laughs> that's 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 exactly what Perth were, and that's exactly what they have been. Yeah, they they are too. the most disappointing squad so far. This is what we were talking about before. Mm. They for the players that they have, I don't know how they're under the cap, and I think someone mentioned it the other day that Kenny Lowe's personality. Gets I mean, him out of the hard questions. E- even even right. we kept a clean sheet against them, so that tells that tells you something. Smilly Anich went off at half time as well, in case you didn't notice. That was his oh, last touch. Really? Yeah, it was the head in his own goal. Drag, oh, drag, got drag. How dare you drag him for that outstanding header? That was great. <laughs> I didn't. Even, how, at the same time, he could he could have tried to have done that a hundred more times, and it would Still never have gone. He didn't in. even need to go near yeah. the ball. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't even going to a bloody uh, Jets player. And Newcastle, they have been seemingly racked by injury. Oh but yeah, they've they've still somehow pulled this off. Really? Was anyone injured? It, it's it's so hard to compliment amazing. the Jets. It's really is. But well, don't let's not worry about yeah, it. Yeah, right. no, no, next game. It's over. a bad taste in my mouth. Move on. FTS. We'll talk about them. Next game, uh, Brisbane at home against Adelaide, um, smashing four 0 win. Uh, when I saw the score, I thought, oh, what are they going to do to us? I tip the draw. Yeah, perfect. Just j- exactly what we need. Play. The, thanks, the thanks, Adelaide. Thanks, Adelaide for playing them right in the I form before tight, they play us. Tight Brisbane win. <laughs> I think I did too. I think I was like, yeah, probably one nil Brisbane. Yeah, no, four nil. So oh, Christensen yeah. getting the double, and a good double. Yeah, he's Broich, good. Very cracking. Broich goal. scored a cracking header from a free kick, and then was it McLaren from? He's looking penalty. like an old man now, isn't he, Broich? Yeah, Broich. Yeah. He is an old man. He was playing like one for a yeah, while, yeah, but he's been good. He's been good recently, but I guess. To tie it back to our game, sort of, if we're looking at some sort of a light, we weren't the only team to get smacked by a heavy scoreline yeah, on the weekend. Yeah, I did think that, yeah, there were so two three nils and a 4 Adelaide, nil. yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's not much of a consolation, but we're not the only team getting pumped. So, for all the doom and gloomers, just relax a bit. But uh, And I've... I've been um, pumping down victory, this weekend. But, I've, but I've recently acknowledged they've hired some players. I had been pumping up Adelaide. That is over. So I'll probably and Adelaide victory. won't do what no, they have no, been year. pumping down. Pimping, pimping Adelaide down. don't have the yeah. squad this season that they did last exactly. season. Exactly. Well, I've decided now they are really imposters and uh, <laughs> imposters. So, <laughs> so um, Brisbane were good for that. I'm sure they listen and that, that one that. real that one really hurt hurt. So hurt wooden them. spoon. Uh, well, don't know about that yet. Um, Anyone but us. We're still making a decent play, and Newcastle will probably still have a say in it as well. Well, Amore came out the other day saying if they keep losing, he's out at the end of the season. Really? Yeah. Yeah, which is very Ernie Merrick of him, sort of the honourable <laughs> well, sort of. What, er- Ernie wanted to quit after the 6-1 against victory and didn't. Yeah. But yeah, I don't that, know. That, Do you believe that? That would really be a shame because I don't know how much um, he's had to say in what sort of a squad they could build after and they lost to, a lot of to go players. To go from a championship to being out the door the next season is pretty harsh. Yeah, yeah but I, didn't, didn't it, that happen to victory? The, the year before that They had their Championship hangover Yeah pretty much yeah. We had our Championship hangover Yeah mm. I think But I just think It'd we be We were a, equal second The year after we won Yeah it'd Third be, Third It'd be really? a real shame We were equal second On points We were third on goal difference Okay so it wasn't yeah. So I'll, much I'll look of a hangover up. Was it it'll be Sydney We played at Paramount You guys were there 12-13 <laughs> season Wasn't it <laughs> It'd be a real shame uh, To see no, more 13, go No 13-14 Josh Barcelona legend Barcelona legend coaching in the league, it'll be a real shame to see him go because I think he did really good things last season. He I just, reckon that's media talk. He's just needed some more help to he um, probably is. It build was a squad. 4 4 2, so what do you expect? And I think he'll turn things around at some level, but at this stage, there's not much to like about him. There certainly wasn't much to like about him on the weekend. Needs a big January. 
In youth, um, Mariners drew two all with Sydney at Lambert Park. Good result. To Very get good a, result. To get a draw away against Sydney. I don't know what um, Sydney's... All manner of indigestion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Sydney's... I, I was going to cut that out. I but thought you were. Brought it up, I'm just going to leave it in there now. <laughs> I don't know what Sydney's youth squad looks like compared to their MPL squad because their MPL squad was absolute guns. Um, I assume it's roughly the same, so it's a very good result for our youth boys. That's what I was thinking. Well, that's Without three knowing. draws in a row. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. I, 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 in an eight-game comp, it's really annoying. I honestly can't look. I can't read into youth that importantly right now. MPL should be where the focus is at. Youth, the comp, the way it's structured, the amount of games it's they a play. It's a waste of time. It's a joke. Well, it's, it's keep the play, It's keep the players playing over summer so that if they're needed in the A League, they can be there and so yeah. they can stay yeah. fit for the start of the MPL season. It's but really in four weeks, they won't be fit for A League because it's the a bit of a Mickey Mouse comp, really, isn't it? It's just stupid. Well, I just had a look at the table from the 13-14 season. You are right, Aaron. Third on goal difference. Brisbane won the league by 10 points. Wanderers 42, us 42. And we victory. lost 2-0 the night out at Wanderers Vic- in yeah. that semi. Victory 41, Sydney 39, Adelaide 38. Mm. So it was a pretty tight comp that year, mm. that, that season. Mm. So Powerful so vehicle. just just to um, clarify that, we won the league, i.e. we won the championship uh, in 2013. We were second on the ladder but went out in the finals in 2014. Then we had 2015 and 2016. So, gee, we've been shit for a long time. <laughs> It's getting oh, annoying now, isn't it? Oh, wait. It's <laughs> only a couple of years. Oh, we're joined by the captain, Nick Montgomery. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, guys. Uh, thank you. Um, now, how did your citizen... Um, how's that going, your citizenship? I heard you had a test recently. Yeah, we've had the test, but obviously we've uh, we've not received the um, confirmation of when uh, when we'll get the ceremony. So until we sort of get that, yeah, we we'll have to just keep waiting and hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully it won't be too long. What was in the test? Are you allowed to say? Yeah, it's just questions really about the government and um, the uh, just the history of Australia and when the first fleet arrived and stuff. So yeah, it was uh, quite interesting really. I think uh, we uh, we had some friends around that were all Australian for barbecue last week, and the interesting thing is we did the test with them, and not one of them got uh, one answer correct. So um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, if you host fun. an Aussie barbecue, you should be given the citizenship straight away. I reckon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thing that yeah, a good barbecue. Come out, come out with crocodile Dundee gear on. Yeah. yeah, that should be the practical test, shouldn't it? Yeah. Should, yeah. Yeah. Or tomato or barbecue sauce for you, mate. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a tomato sauce. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, we're tackling, high, yeah, tackling the big issues on this podcast. Yeah. In the fridge or in the cupboard? Prior to coming here, it was always in the cupboard, but obviously in the summer, um, you know, it's definitely in the fridge. fridge. Oh, yes. yeah. Nice now, work. I now we can't be friends with it. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway um, on to more important things. What did you think of the game on the weekend? Uh, it was obviously a pretty disappointing result. Um, we sort of, I guess you could say that we stuck to the game plan, but we didn't really create much. Um, obviously, you weren't um, involved, but what did you think um, watching from afar? Yeah, you know what? Like it's hard for me watching watching games, whether it's in the stand against West Sydney or watching on TV um, on the weekend. And, you know, I hate watching games. Like I'm just desperate to be out there on the pitch. And, um, you know, watching the game, it's, you know, it's clear to see we've just got a really young squad again this year. Um, you know, a lot of 
a lot of kids, and you look at the, you know, the the the, back, the, the two centre halves we've had the last couple of weeks in Jake and Harris, you know. Sorry. What a dog do you have? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> a noisy one. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry. Yeah. Just getting back. I mean, you look at the centre halves you've got in Jake and Harry. For me, they've, they've been fantastic. But they, I mean, they've got a combined, you know, age of 40 years old between them. I think, and probably about 40 games. So um, it just sort of shows the the squad that we've got. Um, but yeah, watching. You know, we keep possession really well, and you know, from the Perth game where we got the ball forward quickly and and, and used our strengths in, in Connor and Trent and and get the balls in the box and for me Roy we've probably got one of the best finishers in the A-League if you put him in front of goal and I think uh, the, the game on the weekend we sort of uh, kept a lot of possession but we never really got the ball forward and <clears throat> created anything in that final third which you know I know the manager and, and, and the staff will be disappointed with because you know we do work on getting through the lines and getting into that into that final uh, into that final third and, and, and creating chances um, but you know it, obviously it was it was disappointing to concede so early, and we never really uh, recovered from that in terms of you know breaking well in and down because they just sat behind the ball and let us keep the ball, and then uh, you know broke forward and you know they've got some good players in in, in you know Finkler, Barbarossa, you know talking marquee players there on on big money, um, you know putting them against you know again you know kids at the back for us that um, uh, you know it's it's been a it's a they got to grow up, grow up fast, which they have done this year. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's you know it's not it's not as easy to get back in the game as as, as you as you think at the time. For sure. So just on your own game, uh, Monty, it's been a little bit of a stunted start to the season. Uh, you've had one or two little niggly injuries, um, uh, continuing hamstring injuries, kept you out the last couple of weeks. Is that right? No, do you know what? It's like I've never really suffered from muscle injuries, and uh, you know, against Sydney and then on the season, I, I sort of body checked one way, and someone knocked my leg and dragged it the other way, and like I got a little tweak in my groin, which is unlike me. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately I missed one game through that and then in the Perth game I sort of got a knock on the back um, as I was running back and stumbled and instead of just falling on the floor which probably would have been the best thing i do I tried to stay on my feet and you know which is just a totally uh, awkward awkward situation and I felt a little little tweak in my hamstring um, but you know to be honest the, 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 you know, the, the small injuries and both have been pretty unlucky to, unlucky to be honest um, but yeah I mean uh, unfortunately I missed the West Sydney game and tried to rush back for that game and sort of set myself back which uh, was probably my fault I take responsibility for that because the physio tried to hold me back uh, and, and the manager so yeah that was uh, that was uh, like I said that was my fault but I just don't like missing games I was desperate to play and thought I'd been fit um, and again you know i if the Wellington game had been at home without the travel and stuff, I, you know, I think I would have been fit to play. But unfortunately, you know. So, so it's going well now. Yeah. Are you uh, a good chance for this weekend? Yeah, yeah, I train today, so I'll be training fully with the squad tomorrow, and then yeah, be available for selection uh, come the weekend. So, hopefully, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a good game. Uh, you're 35 now. Do you? How long do you think you can keep going for? Have you got another season in you, or and also is life after football uh, likely to include Central Coast Mariners and also coaching? Are you interested in coaching? Well, firstly, yeah, you said I'm 35, which I am, but I'm still one of, you know, without doubt one of the fittest players at the club, and I feel, you know, I feel 
definitely uh, going for one, if not two more seasons, and then see what happens after that. Um, but I'll just take it one step at one step at a time. Um, so yeah, definitely not looking at hanging the boots up yet. I've got a lot more to offer um, on the on the pitch. Um, so yeah, uh, like I said, you know, looking forward to seeing what happens next season. Um, and in terms of the coaching, uh, I've already done my A license, so I've been doing the last few years. So. I wanted to do that before before I finished playing, which was a name for me. Um, but again, I'm not looking too far into the future. Just wanted to uh, wanted to get them done, so it wasn't a mad scramble when I do actually finish playing. Uh, now I've seen on on um, multi on social media that you're involved with a uh, new football practice product called Open Goal. Um, so it's just it's just it's described as a big net with a um, a little goal in the middle where you don't have to go fetch the ball and all that sort of stuff. Do you want to tell us a bit about that and how you got involved with that? Yeah, well, to be honest, that just came about as a chance. Um, I follow, obviously, you know, friends from back in the UK. and Carl Walker was obviously you know, a young lad at Sheffield United that came through the ranks and went on to play for, obviously, he's at Tottenham now and uh, England, you know, one of the best full-backs in the world for me. Um, but, you know, obviously I keep in touch. I still follow him on Instagram. He follows me and I, I, I saw the goal on his Instagram and, with him playing with his son, um, so I just dropped him a message and said, you know, you know, what's our goal? It looks amazing. Um, and his response back was, yeah, it's you know, it's brilliant. I play with my son in, in the back garden, and uh, you know, I wish I'd I had one when I was a kid. And that sort, of, I, I just thought, wow, you know, what an amazing, amazing product. Because I think we've all been there as kids, where parents say, go outside and play football, and you know, all of a sudden you you kick it against a wall or the window and smash the window, and then they say, oh, come in, like, don't be kicking it there. <laughs> or you kick it over next door's fence, um, yeah. you know. And, and for kids, you know, I've been there. You get bored, you know. You go and fetch the ball a couple of times, and then you just think, oh, I can't be bothered going and fetching it again. I was um, forever jumping for my neighbour's fence and getting chased by the dog. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or the dog biting the ball and bursting it. So I think there's uh, everyone, you know, everyone can relate to that. Um, so yeah, I contacted the guy, and it, it was just the, the the strange thing was he was from Leeds, where I'm from, and. He knew me and like he was a, a Leeds fan. He followed Sheffield United as well, so it was a bit weird. Um, but again, probably meant to be. And um, yeah, he sent me a goal over. I, I built it, and I just thought, wow, what uh, what an amazing product. And you know, I, I went. Luckily, I had a friend who's in distribution, and I spoke to him, and we sort of set up and um, a company. And um, he does online stuff as well, and posted from his house. So yeah, we we, uh, we brought the product over, and yeah, it's been. You know, we've had some great reviews and schools have taken them on board now and, and lots of lots of uh, families are benefiting from them. After the uh, Western Sydney game last week, Roy came out after the game publicly and said that um, that basically we needed reinforcements because when players like yourself and Tavares are out, um, sort of, it's sort of exposed um, maybe what we don't have in... maybe. Maybe what we lack in depth. Um, as a captain, did you did you have any issue with that? Because we sort of spoke about it last week and said, well, we don't really have an issue with it, but we were sort of worried, I guess, that the young blokes might hear that and think that Roy might think that maybe they're not really good enough. No, listen, Roy, Roy you know, again, Roy's playing in Premier League. He loves scoring goals, and you know, out of frustration last week, uh, you know, he, you know, he said that, but. He, you know, what what you know you find with Roy he speaks from his heart he says you know what 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 is true and you know it is true that we do, you know what I mean just look at West Sydney you know I was sat in the stand and I'm looking at West Sydney they've got Mitch Nichols they've got um, you know Nico Martinez you know marquee player um, you know they've got 
um, a Japanese boy. Um, you know, they're bringing uh, you know people back from Asia, Australian players on on good money. And you look at their squad in comparison to ours, and <laughs> to be honest, you know, it, it, and that's not even taking into consideration your Melbourne cities, your victories, your Sydney's. You know, and, and you know we don't say in Winter by We just have to be realistic that you got players there that have got wealth of experience and you know played in the top leagues all over the world and they're earning good money. And you know we don't have that facility, so we don't mind about it. I think what Roy was saying was, you know, we could do it with a few more experienced players because you know, like I said, if one or two of us are injured um, or, or or suspended, then all of a sudden you know we 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 we're playing kids that have not played much. Not many, not played many early games, you know, and you're throwing them in against, you know, big, big teams and big name players, and it's not easy for them. Um, but again, that, that's just, you know, ever since I've been at the Mariners by the first season, that's that's the way it is, and um, I think, you know, we've proved we can match anybody in this league on our day. But it's probably them little, them little things that that, that let us down in in decision making and stuff, and they all come with experience. So. You know, um, again, why? You know, why? Those are young boys we've got here. Uh, you know, they're probably some of the best in the A League. But you know, getting that right mix of youth and experience is, is something that that is key. And um, again, you know, unless you've got uh, a lot of money, it's uh, it's harder to uh, attract them sort of players. Um, but I think there's no doubt. Um, you know, the new manager will be looking at strengthening next season and. Hopefully, have a few visa spots available, and with his contacts and and, and his obviously his knowledge in football, and you know I'm sure he'll, he'll look to, to to bring some reinforcements in. You've been at the the club for a, a number of years now, and you've been here through multiple ma- multiple managers. Uh, what is the main thing that you've noticed with Paolo? What do you what do you think his influence has been like so far? Yeah, it's been it's been fantastic, and his, his work ethic, um, you know. He's non-stop. He's always thinking. You know, he's always looking at you know what we can do, um, you know, to beat the opposition. And um, you know, he's really thorough in what, in what he wants from the players and his playing style. Um, and you know, also the the video we do and stuff. And you know, trying to uh, educate the, the young players. You know, to be honest, it's probably it's probably hard for him because he has to. We have to do you know a good amount of video to educate these young boys um, because you know they haven't got. Much football behind them, uh, but even as an experienced player, I you know I enjoy watching, you know the good bits in the games and the bad bits because you know that that's how you learn. You know I'm a visual learner, and so so are most of the boys. Um, so you know, it, like I said, he's really thorough, um, and you know he, he knows what he wants. And I think we've proved in some of the games when we get it right, um, you know we're pretty hard to play against, um, and you know we can create chances, uh, you know, uh, as often as as we want. Um, so. Yeah, he's, he's like for me, he's you know he's really impressed me since he came in, and um, like I said, you know he's been dealt with the the young squad that he has, and he's got experience from the young Socceroos that you know to be honest, is for them young boys has, has been brilliant because he's worked with a few of them before. If he's a tough trainer, it must uh, be pretty tough training at the moment, Monty. Pretty hot today. Um, it's a big <laughs> test for us on Sunday. Um, how was training today, and uh, is there anything specific um, that uh, you worked on that uh, we've got in store for the Roar on Sunday? Um, where do you think we need to excel if we want to get a result? Well, obviously, you know, Brisbane, Brisbane, a good side. They had a fantastic result on the weekend, but to be honest, we're at home, and you know, when I'm involved, hopefully I will. Then, you know, for me, you know, at home, we can beat anybody, and. 
Um, obviously, we won't we won't do any sort of tactics in that till till near the weekend, and when uh, when he knows what squad he's got available, because uh, I know a few of the young boys are uh, carrying that on knocks from uh, from the from the trip to Wellington. But um, with the game being on Sunday, we've got a, a decent amount of, of turnaround in, in terms of days. Um, but yeah, listen, we'll be going out full of confidence, and we'll be going out to beat Brisbane on on Sunday. I can tell you that for you know, for nothing and. Um, you know, we, like I said, <laughs> we've been unlucky, uh, unlucky uh, a few results since the Perth game, and you know, probably not played to, uh, as well as we can, and, and used our strengths in that final third. So I think that's definitely something that we'll be working on. And we know we put Roy in front of goal; he scores goals, um, and that's been proven uh, last season and uh, and this season already. So yeah, it's uh, I think you know, keep, keep playing the the way we play and keep the ball but just try and get it um, try and get it into that final third and, and punish teams like we know we can I know it's probably a, a bit of a hard one to answer but how do you see the rest of the season playing out now uh, now that we're sort of 10 games in do you think that um, we need reinforcements in January to maybe make the top six or do you have complete faith in the young guys that are there um, that they can definitely get the job done Oh, I've got complete faith in the, in the young boys, of course. Um, but you know, if it's possible to bring in you know one or two re- reinforcements in January, then that's only going to help the young boys and, and help the squad because you know a lot of uh, a lot of responsibility tops on on my shoulders and Roy's shoulders. And um, you know, obviously Zaki Zaki's out injured at the minute. Mikey's uh, you know Mikey's Mikey's injured, so at the minute it's just going to be me and Roy. Um, but like I said, I'm you know I'm 100% confident. In, and the young boys, we've got some fantastic characters, and the team spirit is, you know, it's, it's probably the best it's been since I've been at the club, to be honest. Um, you know, the dressing room's fantastic. Uh, you know, we had problems last year, but they've all gone. Um, they've all gone now, and you know, we, we, we're definitely, uh, you know, we're definitely looking forward. And ten games in, you know, we've, we were third in the season. If we can win our home games, which for me, we can, you know, we can win most home games, if not every home game, if we approach it right and. Um, you know, we're going to with confidence, and we've proved the way from home. We can pick up points as well. So, um, you know, it, it's uh, it's hard to uh, you know to to tell you what's going to happen in, in January or in the future. But I'm I'm confident that we can put a run together and and, and you know get in that top six. You just touched on it then, Monty. But um, how is the mood uh, after the game on the weekend? Uh, probably was a tough trip for some of the young guys, especially. Um, I presume that they've sort of come home and and you guys have uh, p- pushed them on. Yeah, that was good. But yeah, just uh, just with a trip to obviously to, to to New Zealand, it's it's never an easy trip. Um, you know, the bus from the, the central coast to to Sydney is always tough before you actually even get on a flight. So you know, it's tough tough one for the boys. And you know, obviously, it wasn't um, at the Westpac. It was a, a neutral stadium, so it was a new place where they had to fly and then get on a bus and drive for a few hours so it wasn't ideal um, but yeah listen we've got a decent turnaround the young boys they'll, they'll recover pretty quickly but you know, straight back into training this week and, and gearing up for a, a tough game against the Raw on Sunday uh, One final funny question that we've got from a certain staff member he asked yeah. can you he said can you ask Monty who his favourite admin staff member is Oof. do you know their names 
I'm just not sure I can uh, reveal a favour because then there'll be jealousy around the office and then I won't be able to go in there. So. I didn't say who oh, commented. I didn't say who commented for a reason, just so you <laughs> couldn't say him. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to say all I'll of them. I'll give you a hint. Along. He recently got naked at the end uh, <laughs> end of season um, function because he didn't score during the year. Yeah, I must have missed that one to be honest. <laughs> that was fortunate. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, I've been in touch with Bryce to try and get some uh, dirt on you, <clears throat> but he said that yeah. um, you guys are tight and there's nothing wrong with you. He said that you and Roy are the most professional in the team. So I guess that, that's a credit oh, that's to good. you and experience, the Irishman. Experience shows there. For me, again, we've such a young, a young squad. You know, you, you have to lead by example because if the young boys see, you know me and Roy doing anything that's unprofessional and they're going to think it's, you know, that is acceptable. So I've, I've always uh, tried to do everything, you know, the way that, that the good pros that I used to play with do. So, yeah, hopefully the young boys will, will follow me and uh, go on to be good good professionals and uh, maybe do anything silly. <laughs> uh, well, it's going to be lovely to see you playing again this weekend and um, hopefully you get three points and hopefully you have a brilliant game and score a hat-trick or something. I'd like to see that. <laughs> We'd like oh, hopefully, no uh, pressure. hopefully I get in the squad. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I get in the squad. Oh, I've mate, you'll be in the squad for sure. <laughs> I've got to prove the next few days. I'm, I'm ready for the game. So, yeah, fingers crossed that it will all go well. And, yeah, I'm uh, definitely looking forward to, to getting back in the team and, and, and picking up some results again. Uh, well, thank you again for joining us. I, we appreciate it. Anytime, guys. Anytime. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks very much, Monty. All right, guys. Take care. Thank you. Love you. Please not me, please not me, please not me, please not me, please not me. What, for stupid things? <laughs> no, you're not, I'm not. Um, do you know what I like about Monty when we interview him? He keeps talking, unlike Trent. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor Trent. Come Trent's on, he's like 12. Yeah. Leave Trent alone! Hashtag Trent. He's Haven't just, we been talking about inexperience? He just needs experience. He's just exactly. a boy. Right, so with uh, Stupid Things, um, there was a lot of things written down, but they weren't really overly stupid. Just a couple. I've only got two this week. Um, and I know there's a couple of troll accounts in there that aren't real accounts, and they do say stupid things, but they're obviously, you know, trying to inflame the situation. So I can Moss. We're not, yeah, we're not we're not re- reading those ones out either. It's so. definitely Moss and Mrs. Ready. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, so we've got one here from um, Mr. Patterson, I think. Boo! Only teams that bother showing up to a game deserve cheers. Dot 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 dot. Boo! Yeah, very, uh, very intelligent. Mm. Very. In- he's put a lot of thought into that one. Yeah, <laughs> lots of hard work into that mm. comment. Like he's uh, had to press the um, punctuation key a couple of times. Eh? Yeah, very thought-provoking. Uh, I'm intrigued. A lot of dots in there. Yeah, it's a good use of the dots. A bit like the next person, mm. Mr. Hunt. Oh, 
He's back, baby. He's back. He's back in the members page too. We're gonna have to work double time to get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> Putting in overtime. How about you just like book him out for like all of his driving lessons? Just keep booking. <laughs> just keep booking driving lessons and never and never turning up. We should bring him one day. We're gonna do that. <laughs> We're going to book driving lessons for every single Mariners home game. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, book, we'll book a driving lessons but for 5pm we, Sunday. We can't find his... If someone out there has his contact details for the driving lesson... Is, is that on social media somewhere? Let us know. I would love to know his phone number. Please. So at the moment, we can't find it. Let's see if we can get him to driving lesson to, Eddie, lift, Eddie. to this lift to the stadium. Yeah, that'd be nice. Eddie, Eddie Hunt's ramble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Can we please find another owner? Dot, 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 dot. I'm exhausted from all this crap. <laughs> <laughs> now. Hashtag. That's called dysentery. Dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, maybe not quite that far. It could just be He's diarrhea. exhausted because he's old. Leave him alone. Hey, leave um, the old folks alone. Mate, if you can find another owner... Go for it. Go for it, dude. It took the FFA, what, a year and a half, if not more, to find Nona for the Jets? And Brisbane, what and are they doing? Yeah, you know, FFA aren't the most competent people around. But I'm telling you, if he walks away, no one's buying us. Couldn't we become the so... BCA driving school Mariners? <laughs> oh, so it is BCA. I just made that I'm, shit up. Oh, <laughs> I was going to about to look it up. <laughs> I just you know, made that up. Have, uh, have your opinion on Charlesworth, but this whole find another owner crap is just so stupid. And asking him to spend some money on this... Okay, well, let's talk about this a bit more serious because it's something I wanted to talk about before. Do you think he's spent enough money on the squad? No. 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 Neither do I. Has he spent enough money on the club? Yes. 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 Many-fold. Centre of excellence. Literally, we're sitting in it. Which we're in right now. And debt. Yeah. Lots and lots of debt. Paying off ex-coaches, paying off ex-players. If you're going to whinge about how much money he spent, he spent millions upon millions of dollars on this club. At the moment, no, he's not putting money into the squad. Um, it does annoy me. It really does. Um, I think we need some better quality players. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's definitely hard for him because you never make money in football. That's just the reality of it. And um, and there is a fine balance. He does need yeah. to actively show that he wants the club to survive. He has to prove that to the FFA. You know, So I would prefer to know that the club's going to be here in 10 years with this building, obviously, if they go through with this deal with the, with the stadium, then... Dropping a million bucks on a 35-year-old, you know, I, I would prefer the latter. He's not really a squad, though, was he? Sorry? He wasn't really a squad, though, was he? No, but... Yeah. We're talking week-in, week-out players. I know. Yeah. I know, but I... I know what you're saying. I know what you mean, yeah. I, I think he will see... He will give some some money to, to Paul. I, 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 I don't doubt that. I think he can see that Paul has a clear vision for what 
they want to do on the pitch and what he wants to see for the for the club. Obviously, Sean is in the on the business side of things. He also sees that vision as well. So I think that the two of them will convince him that we need to do better in the coming months. I think if Paul sticks with the game plan at the moment, I think Charlesworth hand Charlesworth's hand is going to be forced into spending more money because if he sticks with the same plan at the moment and maybe you know consistently because it's not really consistent yet yes we've lost the last two games but if we lose the next three and he sticks with the same game plan and we continue to lose and Paul doesn't want to deviate from that game plan which I don't want him to either I think he's going to have to spend money he's not going to have any other option what I want to say to Mariners fans that keep asking for more money from Charlesworth is just wait for the salary cap to increase. Yeah. Wait for the new TV deal, and then we'll see what happens. And this this whole thing about, well, he spent money on the Centre of Excellence, why doesn't he spend it at the squad? It's two completely different revenue streams. People need to get that through their head. That's the most frustrating thing. And anyway, that, and that he's not an endless fountain of money. He's a, he's, no, he's, he's not, a well-off individual. He's but not he's, an oil baron. Exactly. He's he's uh, and he's been you know initially he poured a number of million of do- million dollars into the uh, startup that he had when it, when he became the major shareholder. And since then, you could probably average average him out at maybe a million dollars a year lost. Nobody can sustain that forever, especially not in a market like ours where there really isn't the promise of a future revenue stream that's going to get bigger, that's going to fill that gap. So he really didn't have a choice, doesn't have a choice, it's other than to try and make the business sustainable. Yeah, which so, is what the Centre of Excellence is. Yeah, so he's <laughs> done that. He bought in Peter Story. Peter Story spent a bit of time working through the um, the budgeting, installed Sean, which was the best thing that could have happened. We've uh, moved on from that where now, uh, to me, Sean has a level of autonomy um, I don't see it as um, Paul will be asking permission of um, Charlesworth so much as um, Paul will be stating what his plan is in terms of how the future uh, works and and I don't want um, Mike to be doing anything other than um, accounting for where that budget comes from and if uh, Paul can find releases of half a million dollars then it's a no-brainer he'd be surely spending that half a million dollars on players that suit his system so so that can't happen before um, at least uh, January and only in a small way then maybe a player um, after that it's the end of the season by the time we've got free contract space so sorry people but just going to have to be some patience don't like losing myself but you know We'll still be there every week. Yeah. No basically. one likes losing. I hate losing, but you just got to stick stick true, stay and, true. And, and be a bit realistic about it because, you know, people have... They're inflamed and they're frustrated. But all the, the, all theory, the experts in the Facebook comment section. Yeah, the theory that we've got this incredibly long list of failures, we won two weeks ago. Mm. We were second in the on the table. I, I in swear, the league, I swear, some people Fordham. just expect us to win every week and play the best football ever and win a championship with the squad that That's we have. Every football happen. fan, though, you true. Know, from your kids' soccer club on a Saturday morning to 
the Arsenal's and the Barcelona's of the world. You but want your team to win. You, yeah. know, you expect them to win. But remember when we used to laugh at Sydney because they rotated their coach every 12 months. The coach had to cut or less. The coach had to um, use the players that the previous coach provided yeah. because that's how the cap league worked. We used to point the finger at them mm. and laugh yeah. our heads off when we were doing a different thing um, and on was a shoestring. Was Kalina. There were nine but in the first eight years from yeah. memory. Mm. But then they had to look within the A-League to find the coach they needed, and that obviously was Arnie. And as soon as they established a level of consistency around their squad, around their coaching staff... That as soon as sudden, they gave they gave Arnie time, and he's built and a, squad, a squad that hasn't lost yet in and this that, season. Exactly. There's a reason the why thing. Peter Turnbull's not with us anymore. I mean, at the club, not in life. Um, <laughs> it's because... <laughs> Thankfully... The amount of debt that we racked up yeah. from that team, that championship winning team with Arnie, is just unsustainable for a club our size. Yeah. It's tough. We'll anyway. Be right. We'll be alright. We'll so, still be sort of here. to sum it up, we, yeah. we hate losing, but we can't expect the team to win every week and with the squad that we have. Just try and approach it. Try a- approach it realistically. Stay true. There's, football is a game where you can have a couple of bad seasons and then you'll come straight back and have a good... Have a Another good couple of seasons, so... Anyway, all right, previews. First game, uh, Jets at home against Adelaide. I don't want either of these two teams oh. to win. No, I don't no know. because I neither's good for us. A draw. Draw. I'm I'll say a draw. draw. Yeah. A draw, yeah. Three a draw for us. It is a Friday night game, so it's... How yeah, have Jets got a game? Friday night home game? In that case, for Adelaide. nil all draw. It's, yeah. It's because Adelaide's there. Because the FFA owned them when they did the draw, probably. Yeah. Draw? I'm going to go draw. Draw. I think draw. draw. Right. Uh, Saturday, Wellington got another home game against the Wanderers. Uh, mm. I've I'm going to go another draw in that. I can't tip the Wanderers because I can't take chances. And Wellington obviously beat us. And they're, Wellington are always good at home. So... Draw. Well, Wanderers back four. Uh, just looking atrocious at yeah. the moment. Well, Tyson all the, all the Wanderers are looking pretty shit. Tyson will be back, Wanderers. yeah. I'm going to go Knicks. I want the Wanderers to punt the Knicks. What? As revenge? <laughs> you, revenge. you want them to or you're tipping them to? I, I just, I want the Wanderers to, and yeah, I want them to win. Do it for us, even though you just beat us 4-1. Mm, I think the Knicks will win, but I don't want them to, because then that brings them closer to us if we go pear-shaped. I think it'll be a draw. Draw. Actually, we, they're above us now, aren't they? We may have uh, played points, them back it? into form the Nine. same as we did for Western Sydney the weekend before. Western Sydney weren't that bad. It was just a Barisha show. So yeah. so I reckon that those two teams are now in reasonable form and uh, Western Sydney can uh, get a draw over there. I'm going to say draw. Um, City at home against Victory. Melbourne Derby. Oof, this will be a cracker. This will be fun. I, I'm going to go Victory just because of Barisha being on in form, form and being like fired up. Yeah, I, I, I can see either. I can see. Oh, I can't see a draw in this. Victory have improved out of sight in the last four weeks. Yeah, because Aust- Austin's out from the start. <laughs> well, <laughs> they, they have brought other players in just quietly, but <laughs> it's, well, that's that's the thing. Like he, he's behind. Oh, Ro- and also they won three 0 without Rojas as well. And Rojas, I'm guessing, might be back. Yeah, from the start of the season, uh, they've improved massively. So I'm going to go victory. Any red cards? I hope so. Hopefully Brandan gets a red for diving. <laughs> he probably needs one. I'm going for victory as well. And um, I still think City are a team of champions and they're going to need plenty of work on their attitudes if they want to be figuring in the postseason cup. So this one, 
Barisha in form, exacting some revenge on City for some of the results earlier in the season. So Victory going to finish above us, you reckon? Victory are going to finish <laughs> above us. I'm sorry to say it, but they are going to finish above us. Right. Um, but but if we had hired Troisi, Rojas, and whoever else I'm forgetting right now... Hired? Then it's not a bloody job site. They <laughs> brought them in to win games. That's how we get our players, mate. Seek.com. <laughs> <laughs> right. And YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for, uh, the last game on Saturday is Perth at home against Sydney. Oh, Sydney for Sydney. sure. Sydney. Perth, 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 Perth is, is so disappointing. Perth is so disappointing. Um, I dare anyone to pick Slurry. I mean, Glory. Slurry. They are. Slurry. <laughs> slurry. They are. All right, I'm going to go Sydney. Got, yeah. I'm, not for much to say. The game Sydney. kicks off at 10 o'clock. So, well, Sydney <laughs> another, could another be tired. Header. Sydney could be tired. Could be I, tired. I, I do like... Saturday triple headers though, even if that means like a Perth home game at ten o'clock our time, I don't mind it. As you can fall asleep by half time. True, especially because yeah. you're watching Perth. Yeah, they should be right. Bobos look tired in every game. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to be tired after that after the trip over to Perth. <laughs> the last game is our home game against Brisbane. No, oh, this will be tough. Yeah, this will be a really I'm tough kinda, game. I'm worried. It's a big for this. ask. Monty. Uh, no pressure. We need Monty back. Monty has to be back if we're a chance. Um, we have to tip us, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yep. But we do, um, as you're getting at, Broisey, we need a return of some of some of our experience. Yeah, Brisbane's midfield uh, is on fire at the moment. Christensen and, um, and Broich, both yeah, in form now. Broich was massively out of form early on, but now he's come good, probably with the help with... Christensen being in there probably taking some of the pressure off him. Um, I yeah, we're going to have to be on song and we're going to need Monty back um, to have a chance. And I they've think. already they've already beaten us one nil at home. So, so at the moment yeah. the weather is looking at a top of twenty one, um, cloudy and high wind. Well, it's so definitely it better be than a messy game. Definitely definitely better than thirty six. Yeah. Could help us because we need them to be a little bit off their game, and we need to pray that un un Brisbane like conditions will be nice, like a cloudy, uh, overcast day and wind. We need them a few decisions to go our way, them to be a little off their game. Yeah. Um, and our own form, well, it's been up and down. Can it be up again this weekend? Needs to be. Cause like even though we lost last week three 0 and if you look at that result, that's just smacking, pretty comfortably. But then if you look at the game plan, as far as the possession and that, we executed that. But then, it's the one part of the game plan no that's threat. not working. No is threat there's in just, front of goal. Yeah, there's just no threat. And but if we do that again, we could easily get pumped again. Yeah, but the repeated theme seems to be that when we have a full squad to choose from, we're competitive with just about any team. Yeah. As soon as we are lacking a little bit of the experience around the squad, we're struggling to dominate the midfield or um, be aggressive in the midfield and... and uh, that's hard for us. And Broish and Christensen are big guys, very experienced. And they were good there last week against Adelaide. It's going to be tough. Yeah, but mm. are, are they going to do what Perth kind of did and come in with the mentality is like we're the pushover? They and could do. They could do. I think I hope if, so. if, if Monty is out and they do that, then that we're probably, probably the only real chance we're going to have is that they're going to come in overconfident. That'd be great. Mm. Especially after they smacked Adelaide, which always seems to be the case. Teams that we play, teams that have a good week the week before, or we play them into form like we did with the Wanderers. So we played the Wanderers into form and they just lost 3-0. Yeah, but they were good that game. <laughs> <laughs> we scored early and then we let them play well. Mm. But um, it's definitely going to be tough. 
But it was that same formula again, that uh, they had two key players in the midfield who really dominated that spot, Nichols and Martinez, and uh, in the same will happen this weekend if we can't match that. Yep. So. All right, well, thank you to Sidelines again for the trivia night. Um, fantastic food down there. I might head down there again soon. Mm-hmm. For their, um, what was that burger? The T Mac, was it? It was like a, uh, it's like a Big Mac style burger, but it's an actual real burger. It's it's very nice. Sounds good, mate. The the I can recommend the waffles with bacon and oh, maple before, sauce. Before we go, absolutely sensational. Aaron tomorrow eats a burger with a knife and fork. Yeah, I eat pizza with a knife and fork too. Oh, oh my, my god. god! End this right now. Plus, I fold. Throw him off the balcony. Sometimes I do eat pizza with a knife and fork. Oh, what? Sometimes. Very rarely. Why? Outrageous. It's usually when it's a leftover, I think. Oh, I no. usually, after I've folded or Fred, what, where are you on this? Knife and fork. <laughs> with pizza with a knife and fork. And burgers. Uh, no. Scandalous? <laughs> Absolutely scandalous. You, you're born with some digits. That are designed to pick up stuff. Uh, the T-Mac burger is huge, by the way. You can't <laughs> get a full bite out of it. You've got to eat it with your hand. So if I see anyone eating a burger with a knife and fork again, I'm going to stick the knife in their hand. I couldn't even have handled these waffles with my hands. It would have been <sighs> slop everywhere. That's fine. That's you how you could, do it. Just get your hands you, dirty. How did you avoid it, Boise? You were on your phone the whole time you were eating. So what were you going to do? Pick up the pizza or the burger, get shit all over your hands and then... Yeah, I'm a master phone. at multitasking. Oh, remind me not to touch <laughs> your phone. It's probably still got last week's burger Anyway, on it. thank you for joining <laughs> us. We'll be back next week. See ya. I need you. Ciao.